0: folks, here we go. Another week. Here we go, week two. Obviously, a crazy first week in the NFL. A lot of craziness happened. Like I said, the Eagles played on Thursday night, and they beat the Vikings. It uh, wasn't easy. Nothing's going to be easy this year, it seems like, but the Eagles did do better offensively than, than they did on Sunday. But obviously, we will discuss it on the look back Wednesday. Obviously, all the things are going on there but for the rest of the league they're on this weekend obviously it's going to be another interesting weekend since we don't have a unanimous choice this week we're going to do what we did last season and you probably remember it if you don't I'll remind you our shotgun no huddle where we look at games quickly that we don't
1: think is going to be a big matchups yeah I remember
0: so we're going to we're going to start with um actually my pick of the week, one of my picks of the week, Houston and Indianapolis. Indianapolis going to Houston to battle the rookie quarterbacks. So Richardson versus Stroud. So go ahead with that matchup.
1: All right, yeah, I mean um yeah. The uh rookie rookie quarterbacks going head to head. That's really the only thing that's interesting about this game. Um the only other thing I'm interested in seeing here is will, how Will Anderson does. He was awesome last week. Um, six pressures is tied for the most ever in a rookie's seat opener, career opener since 2019. Uh, and he's, he's the only uh, rookie uh, to have a sack in his first game in franchise history. Other than that, this isn't a really good game. Two bad teams. I'm going to go with Houston in this one, though. I think C.J. Stroud will come through. So... I'm going to say Houston in a tight one. I'm going to say 24,
0: 23. Well, if I'm picking Houston, then this is the game I'm going with. Even though Anthony Richardson didn't do too, too bad in his debut, Indianapolis has struggled in Houston the last several years, even going back to the Andrew Luck days. Obviously, they they have some, some stuff going on. The reports that Jonathan Taylor might be able to come back after he's off the pup list and might play unless he's playing to get traded we'll see what happens but obviously he won't be in this he won't be in this tomorrow obviously we'll see what happens but i'm going with houston and the final score 26 to 23
1: okay well you mentioned uh jonathan taylor man um one thing i'm keeping my eye on here for him is uh Your Ravens there. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins is done for the year, and they don't have much behind him, so maybe that's a potential trade destination.
0: Yeah, we'll see what Indy does if Ursae actually pulls the trigger on on, on him being
1: dealt, because obviously, a few weeks ago, he's like, to hell with that. (laughs) Well, yeah, Ursae's just a dick.
0: Yeah, I know. He's a piece of shit. I don't like him. (laughs) All right. The, the Giants coming off probably the most embarrassing opening game loss of their entire history over over 90 years nearly a hundred year history of this proud franchise got beat down at home by 40 to a division rival goes plays an older division rival used to be a division rival out west here on, on Sunday the Arizona even though Arizona is supposed to be a bad team they still probably will be they didn't look too terrible against Washington on Sunday so I said, go ahead, do the Giants bounce back?
1: Well, yeah, the Giants will bounce back for this game at least. Again, I think they're going to be not be a good team this year. I think they're taking a major step back, but they're playing one of the worst teams in the NFL, possibly the worst. So, yeah, the Giants get the victory here. Easy. Final score, 30-13. to 13.
0: Yeah, I, believe, I agree with you. I mean, the Giants, I mean, they can't be that terrible. I mean, they're not going to be good this year, but they're not going to be that terrible. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah. But, but still, it's going to be—it's still going to be tough. I mean, it is on the road, and obviously, Arizona—they might be motivated. Dobbs is, is starting as quarterback. He wasn't terrible last week, but obviously, there's a lot to put to to to, to look into this to situation for both of these teams. But I'm going to agree with you. The Giants will bounce back. They'll they'll find a way here. The final score: uh, twenty-seven to fifteen.
1: Okay.
0: Well, obviously Washington and Denver, two two teams that are expected to be in contention, maybe not. Who knows? They be they'll be going at here on Sunday as well, a late late game. Even though it's out there, it'll be early for Denver. But obviously, these are two teams that play kind of similar. One one, the other didn't. So you figure that out. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, I I mean. These teams aren't in contention for anything other than the basement of their division. Um, but this one, I don't know. This one's tough to pick. They're both pretty bad. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, he went 16-17 to start the game. And then he went 1-6 or 1-7 the rest of the game. Sam Howell, he's a, he's a bum, let's face it. Um you know and I'm I'm going to take I'm going to look at the coaches in this game and I'm going to say Sean Payton obviously is a way better coach than Ron Rivera so I'm going to go with Sean Payton so Broncos get the victory I'm going to say 20 to 17
0: Well these are battles of two former coaches in the NFC South now with their newer teams even though Rivera is now in his fourth season in Washington and it's the first season for Sean Payton Unfortunately for Peyton, his 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 appear his his he hasn't really put his hands all together on this team, and they kind of lost a game they really should have won. And Russell Wilson started off okay, but this is still a team that struggles to score points. You know, defensively they weren't too bad, but you know, like I said, neither of these teams are going anywhere. You're absolutely right; they're not any good. Washington's no good this year. I think they're the worst team in their division again, and. Like I said, I just don't see where anything goes right for them. So I'm going to go with Denver. I think Denver actually looks good. At least it seems that way. So I'm going to go with the Broncos and the final score, 25-18. to 18. Okay. Then we're going to go to Tampa Bay next, your home, your neck of the woods. Obviously, their home opener. And they have the Chicago Bears coming down here. Obviously... It was not a good start for them. You're not a big fan of Justin Fields as a, as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback, but obviously he is their franchise guy. They made it that clear. Baker, You're not a big fan of Baker Mayfield either, but you know, at least for now he's going to be their guy. So who wins in the battle of lesser quarterbacks as you would see it?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is two bad quarterbacks. The only thing I'll say is look at the stats from last week. Uh, Justin Fields... 24-37, 216 yards, one touchdown, one interception, returned for a touchdown, uh, uh, lost a fumble, sacked four times. Um, they went 3-13 on third downs, the, the Bears. Baker Mayfield, he wasn't great either. He had a really bad start. He came back and played decent in the second half. His final stat line was 21-34, 173, two touchdowns, one pick. Again, not great numbers, but he did rebound at least. Um, The big advantage here, I say it every year, September in Florida. It's hot. It's humid. Tampa knows how to play in this. Chicago coming from up north doesn't. And on top of it, they don't have a good team. Um, Tampa wins this game. Final score, I'm going to say...
0: I'm going to say 26-16. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, neither of these teams were that impressive last week. Tampa got the victory in Minnesota because Minnesota's just garbage with the turnovers. The Bears obviously struggle with Green Bay in the second half. But obviously, these are two core backs that aren't getting a lot of love. Obviously, from you, you ain't giving them any love. But obviously, we'll see what happens. This should be an interesting matchup. Like I said, it's early in the season, but you know Tampa is not a team really going anywhere. Even though they won last week, and it could win again on this weekend, and I'm picking them to win as well. Just think that neither team is going the, in the right direction at this point, so I'm going to go with the Bucks. The Bucks will win. It will be a closer game. I, I think this will be this will at least for Chicago, they'll make it. They'll make it interesting, or at least they will be a close. They'll make it, try to make it, they'll have a legit chance to win. But, obviously, it's still going to come up short. So, 0-2 stars staring at them. So, I'm going to go with the Bucks And the final score, 27-22. to 22. Okay,
1: okay. Um, I'm going to take it after, now we're going to get into some real picks, right? We have one more. One more, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll wait till I And, have an and, eye and, eye.
0: and maybe this is not a, a popular, it's not going to be very popular, but... The Chargers going going east this week going to, to Nashville to play t- the Titans. Titans have the longest losing streak in the NFL. Eight straight games. Obviously they nearly beat the Saints. The Chargers are coming off of a loss uh, in, a, in a shootout with the Dolphins. Obviously these are two teams that obviously want to get off the snide and quickly for their division chances. Especially for the Chargers since the Chiefs didn't win on on, in their home opener, so in their opener, so very interesting matchup with these two teams. So go ahead to it.
1: All right. Well, this one, I, I think this is a good game, man. I don't think this one is uh, rapid worthy, um, but yeah, like you said, Tennessee has eight straight losses dating back to November seventeenth last year against Green Bay. Tannehill was awful last week. I think he's going to rebound. The Chargers do not have a good pass defense. As we saw last week, they allowed, you know, 466 yards to Tua, which, you know, the the, the Dolphins do have an awesome group of receivers there, so they can throw the ball with anybody. But still. um, But one good thing you can say about the Titans is their run defense. You know, they were number one in the NFL last year against the run. Last week, they allowed just 69 rushing yards. You're going up against the Chargers team, who is going to have to pass the ball this week. Um, last week, uh, they ran the ball a lot 234 34 rushing yards last week. But Eckler's questionable; he got injured, ankle injury. Um, on top of that, like I said, Tennessee's run defense is good, but their pass defense is awful, and the Chargers can throw the ball. Uh, I will say, last week, you know, I've been talking about Justin Herbert all offseason he disappointed me at least from a fantasy perspective i mean they put up points they lost herbert only threw for 220 something yards um and he cost me about 200 dollars last week because i I had a five-way parlay on uh on uh underdog fantasy and i had the over on him the over was uh 282 yards passing and he was the i had four right he was the only one that i got wrong um so I need him to bounce back. And this week against Tennessee, I think they're going to throw the ball early and often and a lot. I expect him to have a huge game, um, especially with Eckler injured. Only other thing I'll say about this game, um, Herbert does have the third longest streak ever with of uh, games with 20-plus 20 completions, 29 straight. So I expect him to have another big game like that, except actually get some yardage and touchdowns and all that. And look for Keenan Allen to be featured a lot today, or tomorrow. or yeah, tomorrow. Um, either way, it's going to be a close one, I think. Two, two teams that are going to be scrapping for a victory. But, oh, man. I'm going to go with. I hate picking the Chargers in a close game because they never win them. But I'm going to pick the Chargers in a close one. Uh, final score: twenty-nine, twenty-four.
0: Well, this will how we end the no-huddle. Obviously, this is this is a critical matchup for both teams. Both need to get off the snide, especially the t- Titans. This is their home opener. They've lost their last eight games going back to last season. You know, they had a chance to win last week, but they lost. Obviously, you know, like I said, the clock is ticking on Tan Hill's starting career. You know, he might be benched soon if this if the wins don't start coming through. And like I said, Chargers coming off a tough loss last week. Eckler is very questionable. I heard he's a game time decision, so we'll see if he actually plays tomorrow. And like I said, I mean this could be interesting because I said defensively this should be Right up Tennessee's alley, you know. But like you said, they're terrible against the pass, and that's something that that's going to give Herbert the advantage. And at this rate, I can trust Justin Herbert to throw the football. I don't trust many people ab- above Herbert to trust <laughs> to throw the football. So at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Chargers, and the Titans going to have to continue the search for another for a shot. So I got Chargers winning pretty comfortably, actually. And the foul score, thirty-four to twenty-four.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, before we get started with the other picks, though, I got there is one thing I'm going to throw out here for you. Um, this is the week of twos for me. You know, it's week two. We, we already saw the Eagles play. We'll talk about that on Wednesday. But they're two and o. We're sitting here with our picks from last week. Obviously, we haven't seen the results of the picks yet for this week. But I'm sitting at two and o. So I'm going to keep the twos going. I'm going to make two locks of the week this week. So I got to, once in a while I'll do it where I have two games that I'm really uh high on and I'll make two of them. So this week it's the week of twos for me. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, now before we get to all the other games, now last year we had this issue and we're having this we're going to have this issue again now. If you're watching the games on Fox, they don't have the double hair this week. You have a, you have your game, if your Fox game in your area, and then the NHRA also will be on the drag racing from Reading, Pennsylvania, up my way that I will be attending tomorrow. <laughs> now, if you get an early game, that race will come on at four at four o'clock. If your game is late, mostly on the West Coast, for West Coast viewers. That race should start at either 12 or one o'clock. I think at one o'clock, because the pregame is always going to be at 12 everywhere. But so, that, so that's for Fox viewers only. Now, obviously, if you're an Eagles fan, you don't have to worry about it. Don't matter to you what game is on because you're you already seeing your Eagles play. So, this is a reminder: the drag racing will be on at either one o'clock or four o'clock in your depending on your area. So. That's a, and I will be at that race, and I will be at that event. So okay. moving forward, moving forward, let's go. Well, this is not going to be on Fox. This is a CBS game, but we're going to move forward. Like I said, the big three in the AFC the last two years have been the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals, and all three of them sadly did not win their opening game. So we're going to start with Buffalo. Obviously one of them will be left. Buffalo, obviously, they got to get their act together. You know, uh, you know, last week they could not take advantage of Aaron Rodgers' injury, and the Jets bounced back and beat them. Now they have their home opener, and a familiar foe comes to a town that they've had issues with in their better years. The Vegas Raiders. They're coming off a win, critical matchup for both teams as they, as we start their ascension to, to it, but. Like I said, Josh Allen has to play better because he knows he he's under a, he's right for criticism for the performances he's had the last the last few years or the last several games. So this is a critical matchup. Bills do not want to start 0-2. Go ahead.
1: All right, well, I would say if uh, Josh Allen didn't play so poorly last week, you could probably put this one in like a rapid-fire thing, too. Um, obviously, he, he, he did play poorly. Um, nonetheless, I think uh, the Bills, it's their home opener. They got Vegas coming across the country. Vegas is a bad team. Josh McDaniel sucks. Um, I like, like I said, when a, a elite quarterback or just elite player in general – has a really bad game. I tend to gravitate towards them anyway. Um, but next week, most of them, if, they're, if they are competitors, you know, they come back strong. So I expect a big game out of Josh Allen this week. I expect the Bills to right the ship, home opener. The crowd's gonna be going crazy. I just don't see any way the Bills lose this game. So I'm going with the Bills here, final score. I'm gonna say, 34,
0: 16. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting. These are two teams, obviously. You know, they're you know the Raiders. We don't expect much, but they they should be happy that they won. I mean, it's better to win than not to win going into week two. But like I said, we'll see what happens. Obviously, if you're if you're the Bills, there's a lot of concern. You know, Josh Allen did not play well. He had four turnovers three interceptions to the same person. I mean, it just, he, he, the way he's played is, you know, I know you're not a big fan of Colin Coward, but he did bring up Brian Dable. Brian Dable was a really good offensive guy for him. He played really good football in 2020 and 2021, or 2019 to 2021 under under Dable, and they obviously had a lot of success as well. But last year, not having him hurt him in the long run, and especially in the postseasons. And so far, it seems like uh, what's his name, Ken Dorsey, is not getting it done properly. And plus, Stefan Diggs. There's a lot of questions about, it, about him. His attitude is obviously not doing good for for business because he's not happy. He obviously has been happy, and there could be troubles down the road. So. A lot of questions about the Bills, especially if they don't win this game. This is a game you should win and easily. The Raiders are not a good football team and obviously they're coming out they're coming out west. There's a lot of west coast teams coming out east. But obviously that mock m- Monk was killed by the 49ers. They went out, they came to Pittsburgh and dominated them. So that doesn't always that doesn't always work, but we'll see what happens. But I, I'm gonna go on a limb like you. I think the bills bounce back they have a good game they have a strong enough game josh Allen has an offensive strong offensive bat a good day three touchdowns so we'll see what happens there but i'm going to go with the bills and a big one and the final score 36 to 13
1: yeah well i'll tell you man i was a big fan as a quarterback of uh ken dorsey way back in the days when he was at the university of miami back in college yeah the u yeah the u um but as a coordinator, you know, his seat's starting to get hot, so he's going to have to do something. Um, and when it comes to what you said about Stephon Diggs, I'll t- we'll talk about him on Wednesday because I got something that ties in with the Eagles. And uh, I'll bring that up on Wednesday.
0: All right. All right. Well, a team that doesn't have a lot of question marks is the Detroit Lions. They're coming off a big victory. A huge victory on Sunday on on opening night in the AFL with beating the defending champs in Kansas City, but obviously they're coming home for their home opener. Did that Detroit place that Ford Field's going to be rocking like it's like probably never before? I mean, obviously there are so many expectations, and he might have gone up a notch because of that that win against Big Red and the Rocket. Now they have the the Seahawks who are like many teams disappointed last week they did not play well and obviously with expectations of of success this year but you know this is a critical matchup for seattle they don't want to start zero and two and obviously for detroit they want to keep the good thing the good thing the the good start rolling so big matchup here go ahead
1: all right well you've already gotten into one of my locks of the week this is my throat my extra one um I really like this one. Um, like you said, Detroit is gonna be sold out. They, they actually got a sold out crowd for once. There's a lot of hype going on with Detroit. Um, they're one of the teams that coming in the preseason, I was telling you, man, I was, I was big on, I thought they were gonna have a big year, and they obviously came out week one and beat down the Chiefs, pulled out the victory. Obviously, the hype train's going crazy now. Um, they're giving up four and a half in this game. And I don't think four and a half it, it even matters. Um Jared Goff, he's been he he's the second half of last year and then last week he's really like taken his game up. Um he's thrown now three hundred and fifty nine passes without an interception. It's the third longest streak of all time. The record is four hundred and two. Uh Aaron Rodgers did it. So he's closing in on the record of uh, most passes in a row without an interception and then you get to seattle they're a mess man they they got problems jsn is out we already know that um but their offensive line was supposed to be one of their strengths coming into the season and it's not looking good man uh charles cross their left tackle he's out the right tackle abraham lucas he's out for the year they went out and they brought in Jason Peters for the practice squad. They're they're desperate, man. <laughs> they're desperate. And yeah, dude, I mean, I told you last year, I, I've been saying all along, I'm not a Geno Smith believer. He had a great first half last year. The second half of last year, if you look at his stats and what he did, he was not good the second half of last year. They snuck into the playoffs. Uh, great, great job. Um, I thought maybe with – their running game and all the receivers and offensive line. I thought maybe they could uh uh mask their deficiency at quarterback, but with these injuries, it's it's not looking good for this team. And going up against Detroit in Detroit, I I don't like that matchup at all for Seattle, man. That that Detroit defense is 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 very good. You know, it wasn't good last year, but it's they went out and made some additions, and they they they, they can play, and they're gonna get after uh, they're gonna get after Geno, and they're gonna make some sacks. They're gonna get some turnovers, and then that Detroit offense is 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 one of the top offenses in the NFL. They're gonna score points. This is a lock, man. Detroit wins this one. They cover that four and a half point spread. Easy. This is at least a two score victory for Detroit. So I'm going Lions. Final score, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say thirty-six seventeen.
0: Yeah, this is not going to be good for the for the Seahawks. I mean, they did not play well last week, especially in the second half against the Rams, who they're supposed to be better than. But we don't know what the Rams really are. But we know the Seahawks. Now, this was one of your this was your division. Pre, your division preseason picks, but obviously you kind of missed the mark there. The way it may be, the way the way they're going to be this year. So, like I say you got there's a lot of victories as you brought up, and obviously you're going to get to a, a team with a, high, a, a pretty good momentum, high momentum, and a team that has potential to be better than we even thought they were going to be. I mean, Detroit's they're they're good. They're going to be really good. I mean, they're coming off a big victory and. This is their home opener, and they're going to be very – and that, that that Lions stadium, I mean, yeah, it might not be – it might not always be rockish from from history because, of course, there's been a lot of crappy Lions teams over the last several years, but things might be different this year. It, it They could be a tough place going to the Ford Field, and even when they weren't good, that's a tough place to play. So, like I said, I think this is going to there, – there's going to be some it's going to be tough you know now last year this was the highest scoring game in the regular season when these two teams met i think over almost 100 points were scored between them almost 100 so this was the highest scoring regular season game now i don't think that's going to be the case this year because i don't think the seahawks you know i i mean it could be but Detroit's a lot better, like you said. They're much better defensively with guys like Tardy Gardner, Johnson, a few others. So, at the end of the day, I agree with you. I think Detroit's going to win, and they're going to route them. They're pretty much going to route them. You know, I don't see I don't see Seattle hanging at all. So I got the Lions winning, and the mm-hmm. final score, forty-one to twenty-three.
1: All right, yeah, man. Um, yeah, you mentioned that the, they scored a, they, that last year was a shootout between these two teams. They've actually met each of the last two years, and both um, both games they they had a combined eighty over eighty points. So both games last two years were shootouts. But yeah, the tr- this year I don't think tr- Seattle is going to be able to put up many points.
0: Yeah. Now. I wish, I, I, when looking back, I wish that could have been one of my picks for the week, but I decided I picked this game coming up that we're doing next. Obviously, the West Coast game, it's about for first place early in the year. These two teams won. Obviously, for the 49ers, they're coming off a dominant win. The Rams are coming off a, a pretty strong win themselves. Obviously, these two teams have fought for, for division titles and Super Bowl first over the last couple of years. And obviously, it could be that way again this year, maybe. But we don't know much about the Rams, but we do know about this. You were were right. You were wrong about the Seahawks, and you were also wrong about the 49ers. They looked pretty damn impressive on Sunday last week. And we'll see how it goes, even though Purdy's not that guy. But we'll see. Obviously, the Rams with their veteran group, Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, how long can you trust them to stay healthy but we'll see it's a it's a home opener for the rams obviously the 49ers remain on the road to start the season their second straight but this should be an interesting matchup two teams obviously with big expectations at this point at this point but who knows like i said this is one of my picks of the week we'll see what happens go ahead
1: yeah well i'm not going all in on the niners yet man um I think I, I don't think they're tough. I don't think they're a tough team mentally. Um, I still don't think so. Yeah, they 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 crushed the Steelers last week. Great, that's great. That's there's a, it's a long season. This team is constantly injured. They have a, a coach that chokes in the playoffs. I, I I don't see it with them, man. So, but for this game. Yeah, they're going up against a Rams team that had a good game last week. Puga Nakua, the rookie, a, a receiver that I liked in the draft this last year. He had a great game. He was amazing. Helped out with uh, Cooper Cup out. But this is not a good team. Let's face the facts. This is not a good team. They Their defense is not good. They don't have much on offense. Uh, and they're going up against a talented team as much as I think that they aren't making a big playoff run but the the Niners are a talented team and they are healthy right now the Niners are going to crush them so I'm going with San Francisco in this game I'm going to say 37 to 20.
0: This should be interesting like I said this is my one of my locks San Francisco right now according to the record we picked as I picked them it was an eight point spread now it's a seven point spread but we're going to go at, with the eight-point spread. It's official when we lock it in. So if it changes by by game time, it's not against us. So obviously when you look at this matchup, I mean, obviously, you know, 49ers, they they play very strong on both sides of the ball. Chris McCafferty was unbelievable last week. He had over 160 scrimmage yards. And he's probably one of the best offensive weapons in this league when he's healthy. But like I said, he has struggled with his health – the last couple of years, before last year, obviously last year he became that guy again. We'll see how it goes, and we'll see if Purdy can stay healthy. Remember, he has that repaired shoulder. That could be a that could be something to think about as this game goes. He's running against Aaron Donald. That's never an easy task. And like I said, the Rams they did take kickers in the. He got twice, allegedly, in the offseason. He was back and had a very solid game, almost 100 yards rushing. So we don't know much. But I do know this. If the Rams play like they played last week, this will be a battle. This will be a battle. And that's why I picked this game as I don't have the Rams winning, but I do have them covering. And I think they will cover. I think this will be a battle. I got the 49ers winning, but by a field goal only. I think this is going to go all the way to the end. So 49ers escape with the victory, and the final score, 27-24. to 24.
1: Okay, okay.
0: All right, we're going to go to a, a matchup, and you, were ve- and you were very high on this team, you know, as a potential playoff team. Hell, you even predicted, well, you won that prediction by default, that Jordan Love would have a better record, and success than Aaron Rodgers like you said you want it by default because Aaron Rodgers is, is done for the year but obviously Green Bay had a big win last week and obviously now they're playing on the road again this week down in the ATL against the Falcons how good are the Falcons I mean they won last week their home opener but obviously playing Carolina is not really anything with a rookie quarterback now you're going against a a team that may have have expectations potentially of being a wild card team, or they could threaten Detroit. Who knows? But Green Bay, a big, big victory last week. Both teams trying to get to two and zero to start the year. One will, one won't. We'll see what happens. But can Green Bay once again, can with this with this Jordan Love era beginning? It's the second week of the Jordan Love era. Go into ATL and do what they did. Or they can just escape with a victory. Go ahead.
1: All right, man. Well, um, you know, last year, you know, we had the Eagles and the Seahawks were like our breakout teams in the NFC. Both snuck in, both got in the playoffs with uh, very little uh, fanfare going into the season. And this year, my breakout teams were the Lions and the Packers. the Lions were lock number one of the week, and the Packers are my other lock of the week. I'm I'm sticking with this team, man. Uh, we talked on Wednesday; they were one of my picks for this weekend as well. And things have changed over the last couple of days, and it's to me it's just disrespectful at this point, man. I mean, the disrespect the Packers and Jordan Lover getting is is insane, and and even like uh, even my boy Romeo Dobbs. Coming in this season, people were talking shit on him. Came out last week, limited with a hamstring injury, caught two touchdowns. And it's it's still going, man. Um, When we talked on Wednesday, I took the Packers. They were giving one point to Atlanta. Over the last two days, that spread has changed. It's now Atlanta is giving one and a half to Green Bay. I I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Atlanta, yeah, they look good. They're a team that I like, too, that I said was going to be better than people thought. But, I mean, a two-and-a-half-point swing in two in three days? Are you kidding me? Especially the way Green Bay played last week? I'm. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's so disrespectful. I, I think Green Bay sees this shit, and they're pissed. Um, you know, Desmond Ritter? Okay, let's look at Atlanta real quick. Desmond Ritter, he's a guy I think is an average quarterback, you know, he could be decent. He's not going to be a superstar. Like I said, poor man's Jalen Hurts. Um, obviously never going to reach the level of Jalen Hurts from last year, but still. Um, but, but what he did last week, he was not he, – he, they, they barely threw the ball, but he wasn't good. He threw for 115 yards. I mean, their whole offense was Bijan and uh, Tyler Algier. That's all they – that's what they got. And their defense is not that good. Um I, they might be able to run the ball and control the clock for a while, but in the end Green Bay's gonna move the ball all over the field the only the only thing I can see with Green Bay that uh only negative I can say about Green Bay in this game and just in general right now is uh somebody must have a um um voodoo doll and they're they're poking green bay's the the Green Bay hamstrings because everybody seems to have a hamstring problem, you know Christian Watson missed the game last week with a hamstring, uh, Romeo Dobbs was played limited snaps last week with a hamstring, and then last week uh, uh, Aaron Jones he he left the game he was having a huge game he got injured with another hamstring he's questionable I would say uh, Aaron Jones probably it doesn't look like he's going to play this week it's possible but probably not. And that's going to be a loss. But Christian Watson his list is listed as questionable. looks like he's going to play, which is a big gain. And Romeo Dobbs, he's not even on the injury report anymore. So he's, he's back to 100%, you would expect. So he's going to play not just limited snaps, but the whole game. So that passing game for Green Bay, they're going to be able to pass all over that Atlanta defense. Uh, Jordan Love threw for 245 yards and three touchdowns last week. I think he throws for over 300 this week and another three. Um, Atlanta, they're a team that's going to have to win by controlling the clock, playing decent defense, and just basically uh, wearing teams down. They'll be able to, they'll be able to control the clock in the first half, but as the second half goes on, Green Bay is going to put up points, and Atlanta's not going to be able to keep up. Atlanta is giving a point and a half to Green Bay. Dude, this is a lock. Green Bay wins this game outright. I don't even care about the points. I don't care about the points from Wednesday that Green Bay was giving up one. Uh, Green Bay wins this one. Final score,
0: 27-16. Yeah. I mean, obviously, these are two teams. Yeah, like I said, Green Bay could be very disrespected. You know, you probably are right. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of teams, like I said, week one is kind of reactional. I was telling people. I was telling people. You know, I know people baseball, but nothing's like opening because you have 161 games to go in baseball. You don't know about your team for two months. You may know about your team within two quarters. And obviously, for Green Bay, they kind of know who they are. They're going to be decent this year. Jordan Love is that quarterback. He's going to get better. Obviously, he needs more experience, but he's going to get better. And like I said, we're going to see how good a lot you know how good they can really be. You know, for Matt Lafleur, you know he's been a really good coach in this league. Year or take, he had Aaron Rodgers, but now this is his real test to see how really good a coach he is with with a different quarterback. Atlanta, obviously, they played okay yes last week. Their defense wasn't that good, but their defense didn't have to be terrible because they didn't play a very strong offense. They played Carolina, and they weren't any good. So. Like I said, this should be an interesting matchup. I mean, like I said, you're a big fan. I know you're a big fan of, of Desmond Ritter. You know, you think he's another Jalen Hurts coming up? There's uh, a lot of
1: people. thinking. No, no, no. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a big. I'm. i I think he's very underrated, and I think he could be a lot. He could grow into a, a solid quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to grow into Jalen Hurts though.
0: No, because. You have to be, like, a real contender. You got to be a, a real tough. I mean, obviously, yeah. You know, we saw Hurts grow in the last, in the couple, in the upcoming years, and then he went on, to obviously, going to to great things last year, and he's up at the top echelon this year. So, yeah. But, obviously, this is, a, this is more of a battle of the teams and coaching, and Green Bay's got a better team right now. I think this game will be close early. It could be, you know, the Atlanta might have a lead early, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Green Bay as well. They're a team that has, they're, they're going to they might be a threat here, or at least they're going to be tough, toughed out in the NFC. So I'm going to go with the pack here and the final score 30 to 20.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Alright, we're going to... I have my game of the week coming up, but we're going to... Obviously, we're going to go around that. There are two Monday night games this week. And they're simultaneous doubleheader. It's a simultaneous doubleheader. What does simultaneous doubleheader mean? Both games will be going on at the same time. Now, one will start earlier, an hour earlier than the other. So, in the first... We're going to go to the first game first. Both are division battles. So... The first game is the Saints and the and the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, both teams, you know, last week, like I said, the Saints have an uninspired victory, but they won. Carolina, you know, they just looked okay, but you know, nothing, nothing mm-hmm. special. These two teams will go out of here in the first game at that starts seven o'clock. So. Obviously, these are two teams trying to go in the right direction, but not really to impressed. We'll see what happens here t- tomorrow night. Go ahead.
1: All right. Well, this is one, I mean, I guess it's Monday night, so we'll have to talk about it. But this is one you could just throw in the rapid fire. I mean, Carolina's not good. We saw them last week against Atlanta. They got a terrible offensive line. Uh, Bryce Young... You know, he, he's he got a lot of talent, but he's just getting started in the NFL. It's going to take him some time to grow. And he's going up against a top-notch defense in the Saints. Three interceptions last week. Um, Tennessee is not a joke, man. The, the New Orleans played Tennessee last week. They're not some joke of a team. They're a solid team. They might not be a, a, a Super Bowl contender, but they're a solid potential playoff caliber team. And... uh New Orleans defense dominated them. Um, only other thing I'd say, I took I look at the Saints offense. Derek Carr threw for three hundred five yards. Um, my my guy Chris Olave had a big game last week. I'm looking for the same to happen, except this time New Orleans scores points because let's like, you know Tennessee's defense is solid too. Carolina's defense is not so. Yeah, I'm looking for New Orleans to score some points this week and dominate on defense. They should win this one fairly easily. And this is actually one of my other picks from our Wednesday call. Um, So, yeah, I'm going with the Saints. Final score, I'm going to say 31-18.
0: Yeah, like I said, this is a division battle the last four games. So, I said they have had success, but this Carolina team is—they got a lot of growing to do. I mean, Bryce Young—he's got to go through the ringer. You know, he did not play great last week. He had some flashes of brilliance, but it's gonna be—it's gonna be a struggle for him. He's got to learn this league and his team. They have to go together. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent on this team offensively. Boobie Miles, but you know. It's still a struggle for those two teams. It's gonna be still a struggle for him. And they still have to learn their way and stuff. The Saints are more more experienced and you know, like I said, like you said, Cluch Olave is your boy he's, he was a strong he had a strong rookie year last year, almost could have won rookie of the year, but Garrett Wilson kinda had a better better outlook. So I think Olave has a big game and I have the Saints like you winning this game. And the final score twenty seven to thirteen.
1: Yeah, well I mean when you look at uh Wilson versus Olave, their stats were pretty close. Um Olave missed two games with an injury last year. Um, and that's what did him in for rookie of the year. Otherwise his per game stats were actually better than what than uh than uh Wilson.
0: Yeah, it was it was close, but like you said, those those two games he missed kinda was the difference the league the league doesn't give you a pass if you're injured yeah, look exactly. at jalen hurts last year he could have been league mvp but he missed two games and and they just let Mahomes have it so
1: yeah exactly just like in 2017 Hurt wentz was really the mvp but he missed a couple games and brady got it
0: yeah basically all right now while that game's going on an hour later and that game will be on espn by the way the game, This game will be on ABC. And obviously, it's a division battle. The Steelers host their longtime rival, Browns. And neither and both teams are coming off either different sides of the spectrum. The Steelers had an uncharacteristic loss at home, and the Browns had an uncharacteristic win at home, dominating the, the Bengals. They're right, they're right to see what they can do you know, even though neither of us picked the, this this matchup in, in our locks, the Browns are actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. So, what does that tell you? Like I said, Steelers trying to bounce back. They don't want to start 0-2. It could be a long season. You know, they have playoff expectations. So, this is a game they cannot afford to to, to lose to. But Browns, they don't give a damn. Deshaun Watson played okay. Obviously, he got a good help from the line, but they just lost their, in Conklin, their top left tackle or right tackle, which position I forgot, but he's out for the season, so their line has been makeshifted. So, critical matchup here, like I said, the Browns trying to go to 2-0, the Steelers don't want to start 0-2. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, um, I would say Watson, at best, it was an okay I'd say it was probably subpar in general, for especially for what you would expect out of a guy getting paid what Watson's getting paid. Um, but still, they got the victory. Unlike Pittsburgh, who got blown out last week. Um, but you know, um, you look at let's look at history here. Cleveland, they're, 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 they're very successful against Joe Burrow. Burrow, like we talked about last week. He hasn't won in Cleveland yet in his career. Um, one in four for his career against the Browns, I think. Or is it one in five now? One in four, one in five? Um, one of the two. Either way, yeah. he, has a, it's his, it, he has a bad record. It's the team that he can't beat. Like, But at the, on the other end, um, Pittsburgh is the team that Cleveland can't beat, among others. Obviously, Cleveland's been terrible, but... Cleveland hasn't won a game in Pittsburgh in 20 years. 20 years, you know? Um, I don't think it's going to change this week. I think Pittsburgh bounces back. Deontay Johnson is out. That's going to be a big loss. He might be out for a couple of weeks. That's going to hurt. But George Pickens is there. Uh, Pat Friermuth, they're going to run the ball. They got a tough D, even though they, they played terrible last week. Um, I think they're going to hold Watson. And like you said... Cleveland's got a couple injuries of their own, you know, offensive line, one of their strengths, that's down too. So you know, I think Pittsburgh plays pretty tough on D, and I think uh, I think we see a bounce back from Kenny Pickett in that offense, and I think Pittsburgh pulls it out in a tight one and they keep that streak going to So I'm going to say Steelers, final score. Twenty three
0: twenty. Yeah, this should be interesting. These are two teams, obviously, that don't like each other. Looking back at history, like I said, the Browns, they won a playoff game there in 2020, but like you said, 2003 was the last time they won the regular season. And, you know, like I said, the Browns have been pretty crappy most of those times. But maybe things are different. Obviously, Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator now in Cleveland, did a hell of a job. He held Burrow to under 100 yards passing and over, and under 150 yards total offense. So Browns defense might be cooking something good right now, or at least maybe Burrow was just terrible and the weather was bad, which was which was could have been both because it was raining out there in Cleveland last week. So obviously we'll see what happens this time around, how the weather will be. I think the weather will be nicer this time. Be kind of a cool night, but we'll see. For, for the Steelers, like you said, DeAndre Johnson's out for a couple of weeks. So, George Pickens. And I know that, you know, somebody mentioned, what is it, Ryan Clark. He said something about George Pickens can be just as good as, George, as Justin Jefferson. Now, hold on on that. I think Pickens is a good receiver, but you have to be really good. And I don't think George Pickens is on that level. I don't think he's. That level receiver He's a decent receiver But he's not Elite I don't see an elite On him He can have a decent Couple of games He can have over A thousand yards This year But Face it He's not Justin Jefferson Not many Not Hell C.D. Lamb Is now on Justin Jefferson's level Let's let just get that Out of the way So But I think he has a big game Tonight Or at least a decent game On, on Monday Like I said this is going to be a battle It's going to be a back And forth battle like I said I just don't see the Steelers just mailing it in another week now against this their, their their rivals. So I agree with you. I think the Steelers do bounce back. It won't be easy. Nothing's easy. We know that in the NFL, but they'll find a way to they'll find a way to put put stuff together and they'll and they'll escape the tier. So I'm going to go with the Steelers in a field goal game and the final score
1: 20-17. Okay. Okay. So hey, looking at it, we got about seven minutes on this call, and we got about three games, so we can probably do one more game, and then we're gonna have to go into overtime with a second call. Hmm. But that's fine.
0: Well, yeah, we actually have four games left, but we'll we'll do the all right. We'll 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 do we'll do this Jets and Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah, and you're we'll right.
1: Four back. four games. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll come back. All right. So we're going to go to Dallas next and a lot of storylines here. Lots of storylines. The Jets have to start life again without without an elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is out with a Tory Achilles. Zach Wilson has to be the guy until he screws up. We'll see. But the Jets are coming off a big victory. Come from behind victory. You know, a very emotional victory. A lot of people are up and ready to go. Dallas is coming off a Big, big victory also at the Meadowlands against the Giants. Their biggest victory ever in the franchise, 40 points. But obviously, this is a critical matchup for both teams. Like I said, Dak Prescott avoided criticism last week. But we'll see what happens here this time around. So, Jets and the Cowboys, big matchup. Though the Cowboys against this New York team has struggled compared to the other New York team. They don't have a winning record historically against the Jets historically. So this should be an interesting matchup. Can can the Cowboys dominate another New York team or do the Jets give the Cowboys fits in proving something? So it's a it's the Nance Romo game. Tony Romo returns to Dallas. We'll see what happens. But a critical matchup for two teams with expectations go ahead.
1: All right, well, um, yeah, like you said, the, the defense has won both these games for these teams last week. Um, the Cowboys obviously won 40 to nothing. They blew, them, blew the Giants out. But the defense was really the star of the game. Um, Dak and the offense in general wasn't asked to do much. I mean, the defense got, what, a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown? Um, they, they just dominated the Giants overall. Um, the Jets? It was their defense, let's be honest. I mean, Rodgers got injured right away. Zach Wilson sucks. He did enough, I guess, to force it into overtime. And then the Jets got a special team's touchdown to win it. But uh, it was on the defense. I mean, they they let up 16 points to Josh Allen and the Bills. They caused four turnovers from Josh Allen. I mean, they dominate. Their defense was awesome. It's one of the best defenses in the NFL. There's no denying that. But they also have Zach Wilson, a quarterback. Uh, Brees Hall did look really good last year, last week in limited action after injuring his, himself getting injured last year. Uh, 10 carries, 127 yards. So that was a plus for the, the Jets who need some type of plus on offense. But uh, when I look at this game, it's going to be a tight defensive game. No doubt about it. But the fact of the matter is you're talking about Zach Wilson going up against Dak Prescott. It's Dude, that's not even close. Um, and then you factor in the Cowboys have a, at least a decent offensive line. The Jets' offensive line coming in the year was their big question mark. And within four plays, Aaron Rodgers was done. You know? I mean, their they're, they're, they're offensive line is not good. And they're going up against the Dallas pass rush, which is right up there with the Eagles as, like, the best in the NFL. So, possibly the best in the NFL. We'll see how the season turns out. So, I mean, Zach Wilson is going to be a they're not going to move the ball. If anything, it's going to be a lot of turnovers. But I do think that the Jets defense will come to play. So, I'm going to say it's good The to the Cowboys win the game, but it is going to be a lower scoring game. So, I'm going to say final score is uh 19 to 10.
0: Yeah, I'll make this quick, obviously, because we're really real short on time here. The Jets, obviously, they're coming off a big victory. But like you said, you know, Zach Wilson's the quarterback. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of protection issues. Like I said, they don't have a good old line. And he's not proven to be a very good quarterback. So, you know, last week the defense really came to play. And that's a good thing. And that's why the Jets are going to be around is because of that defense. Remember, the Jets had the best overall defense in the AFC last year. So, I mean, you got got to take it for what it is. Dallas obviously, like I said, offensively didn't have to do much last week because of the fact that the defense was so dominant. But can they do that again this week? And they're going to put the ball in Dak's hands. This will be a closer game. Even though the point spread is almost 10, we got to give a lot of credit to think that the Jets coming off a big victory they'll find a way here but you know I agree with you I think the Cowboys find a way to win but it won't be as easy this time I think you know it's going to be tougher it's going to be really tougher so I mean I think Dak's going to have it a little tougher but we'll see what happens so I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with the Cowboys unfortunately to beat the Jets here And the foul score 26 to 16.
1: All right, all right. I'm going to stop this and we're going to go into overtime on a second one.